Welcome to Live Fully, an Etha Naturals podcast. I'm Etha co-founder, Alexander, and with me is head of customer service, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Alex. Today, we are going to talk about sleep and Kratom and how we get good sleep. Let's get started. So, Amanda, what is your sleep like? Um, funny you ask that because the last, there was like a 30 weekend. So, I already had a really hard time going to sleep. And I think it was because I wasn't on my laptop at work, constantly looking like, at emails and stuff. So, I wasn't like mentally tired. I was just at home. So, I wasn't like tired when I got home. And um, my biggest problem... <laughs> is fighting my sleep all the time. And I've mentioned in a couple podcasts before that when I was remodeling my room and there was no TV, I slept like a baby. So I've been trying to like turn off the TV at the night, but you know, if it's not one screen and it's my phone, another screen. So my if I'm really struggling and I, can, I don't know why I fight it, honestly, I just can't turn, switch my head off, is nightfall. Nightfall helps me mm. fall asleep so that I can stay asleep. But I get that question a lot in the store. And actually, I've been spending some time at the Escondido store the last couple or last week. And there was a lot of questions for that, too. Last week, we had one of our, I got I call her my bestie in a Tessie. Because this is a lady that brings on all friends. She drives up in a Tesla. And I love it because she, she might not know all the answers, but she's like, I know who does. Let me bring you here. And we spent a good amount of time with her friend. And Victor was on his way out. And he said, and I never thought of it this way because I don't suffer from chronic pain. So I don't struggle with that kind of sleep issue. Okay. Um, if anything, maybe like if I'm on my period, I have like menstrual cramps. Maybe that will keep me up. Maybe a toothache or something. But never like chronic pain like you have experienced or Victor or so on and other customers. And he made a good point that when, if you have a problem, at least from his experience, if you have a problem staying asleep because of pain, he really likes the sunset. Because it helps him relax, I guess, enough. And it gives him enough uh, pain relief that he's able to relax his body. And I never thought of that. Because I never had to think of that of falling asleep in that way. I always have the struggle of I can't shut my brain off and I can't go to sleep. So nightfall works perfectly for me. And I always tell the customers, I'm very like Goldilocks. Where I can't have too, too much metragenine and not too little. Because I'm either too hyper with metragenine or overstimulated. But I can't have a little bit because then I get too relaxed during the day and then I fall asleep. Well, I don't technically fall asleep, but visually, like, I'm just really tired. So that's why I like midday. And that's, like, a happy medium for me. So I know that I can't take nightfall during the day because I know it's going to make me go to sleep. That's kind of how I use our nighttime I guess blends. Okay, yeah, lot lot to cover in there. So thank you for that. <laughs> I just want to so, touch base because I was thinking about it on the way here, and I was like, I never thought of sunset in that form because I don't use sunset for that reason. You do not use sunset for sleep, is what you're no, saying? No, I don't. Okay, right, because you don't have the chronic pain. No, I don't, right, okay. I don't really use our reds at all unless I really have to. Like if I'm really struggling with sleep, then I'll take the nightfall. Okay. And and so for consumers or people listening, Nightfall is a low mitragynine kratom that we mm -hmm. sell. And that is what provides some of that deep sleep or kind of helps you sleep, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I find I use more of the sunset kind of towards the evening time. And I seem to sleep better when I use Nightfall or sunset in that evening 
area and that kind of yeah, relaxes my body because i think when people toss and turn i think one part is essentially the part of the body that you're laying down against like the back or side that that part of the body kind of tenses up and so when people are like when i roll over it's essentially letting the other parts of the body try to relax and get rest and that i think is part of it with if i have chronic pain and all my muscles are tight then i'm kind of tossing mm -hmm. and turning where my body's trying to relax and get comfortable but just never really can because it's all so tight so that's where the sunset early on really helps me just ease that tension that muscle relaxation and I get a much better sleep when I have a little bit of sunset grade them in the evening. Mm. But you can take sunset during the day or just in the evening? I actually, I take sunset, yeah, during Doesn't the day. Matter. Yeah, for me, it's, I normally take sunrise in the morning because that gives me a little bit of energy, kind of discomfort relief. But then for sometimes my pain, I don't know exactly what's different about it. If my muscles are just compensating more and getting tight to protect that area. But I will switch into sunset at any time, whether it's in the morning or eat, like uh, early afternoon. And I don't have an issue of getting tired from sunset. It just really helps me relax on the pain side. And mm -hmm. I will consume quite a bit of sunset when I'm, I don't know. So this last weekend, I went to a friend's 50th birthday party down in Puebla. And her main event was from, I want to say, pictures started at like 620 uh, no, uh, sorry, PM. Okay. So 6:20 PM. But so this, so we had a, a printed out itinerary for like day after day. Oh, so this was like that. this was very much like uh, if anyone has seen Sex in the City, yeah. Carrie Bradshaw, the the main character, she, at one of the episodes she talks about where it's her viewpoint is that it's unfortunate where she goes to all of her friends' weddings and you know, gives yes. them gifts, kind of starts them on their life and spends all this money, travel investing time and investing in that relationship for them when the two friends get married. But she has a lot of single friends and like herself, she was single for most of her life and she never got that same experience of being able to celebrate just life with her friends and family unless she was getting married. So one of the episodes was about her creating a party about her and her friends and family coming together for that celebration of everyone without needing that wedding of getting married. And so that was kind of the similarity of my friend Linda who had her 50th birthday and she had all these friends across the world that she's, you know, kept and godchildren, all sorts, friends, family, all of that. So she brought them all together just to kind of celebrate that importance of life. But love that. on one of that, the main event started at 6.20 p.m., and going to 5 a.m. was on the, so on the schedule. And For so she, you, that's a lot. Oh, it's a lot. Yeah, it's definitely a lot. And yes, and so there was dinner, it was dancing, it was, she even had a second serving of like chiliquiles, like a, mm, a snack at it. 2 a.m. like mm -hmm. on, the, on the menu. So it's it was that level of planning and amazing. But during that time, yeah, I was taking a lot of sunset because it was kind of moving around, dancing, walking, just to kind of keep everything open and loose from getting tight. That was what worked really well for was me. Was it by the beach also? Uh, it was in Puebla, so it's not by the beach. It is, is like, it in, more inland? It's, it's two hours east of Mexico City, so it's very much in almost the middle of the country, I say. Oh, okay. I, was, I would picture her being by like a beach or something. So she likes to, oh, well, I mean, anybody loves the ocean, but so the sunset worked really well while you were on. It did, on yes. On your 12 hour 
partying binge. Yes. <laughs> and you did mention also on sleep around screen time. And yes. So, so yes, bad. that I used to use cannabis a lot to try to help me fall asleep. But mm. I found through wearing an aura ring that does sleep tracking and looks at REM sleep, uh, light sleep and deep sleep. I found that while cannabis helped me fall asleep, it did not provide or let me get into deep sleep. And so that's where I switched away from cannabis and started using our nightfall when I need that side. Do you like Midnight Dream also or just Nightfall? Um, I do use Midnight Dream, but sometimes it's kind of too much for me. So I'm still trying to figure out. I'm going to start experimenting with a few tablets of Midnight Dream combined with a little more Nightfall. So I think that's where I'm going to back off a little bit of the extra GABA that is in our Midnight Dream and add in more of the Nightfall. Or I'm going to try maybe with Sunset. I would feel like that would be more beneficial for you for like the 12 hour party time. Yes. After would have been great to have Midnight Dream with the exception, you know, I don't think you'll need it every day because at least from what I know, your daily schedule is not too intense. You schedule yourself out pretty well. So, well, yes, I mean, like you, if I have a good sleep hygiene where if I put my computer away and kind of start turning down the lights so I'm not in bright artificial light and then I meditate before bed, that helps me tremendously so really kind of on that discipline is is what I would like to do more often but I don't always get to I don't yeah it's a constant process of improvement on my <laughs> discipline for putting screens away and and like yeah because like I don't know I, I get kind of caught up in this well I want to wind down so I'm watching some YouTube videos and kind of catching up on that and I think I'm winding down but I'm still being going, stimulated with all this visual yeah, and I keep going and then I'm just like why did I do this so and then you too like once you have an idea in your head you can't stop thinking about it like yes. it's just your engineer mind it's like yes. if when somebody was visiting last week they mentioned something and then you just fixated on that thing because you're like oh I think I do have that in the lab and I just mm -hmm. kept hearing, hearing you or seeing you go back and forth because you're like I know I have this I know I have this and then yes. you found it and you're like oh here it is yes and, and that's the other thing too I try to keep organize as much as possible and so when i know something like i know i have something or it's like oh i can fix that or it's i should be able to get it within like 30 seconds or a minute and when i can't then i get mm -hmm. frustrated so i'm like okay now i gotta clean up all this organize make sure because it's because it just it builds and so i yeah. want that kind of it's as far as like it builds and kind of like the anxiety or builds in the disorganization so i try to keep on top of it and so that's that's try probably what you see me doing is focusing on all that <laughs> I, I see you drink our green kratom tea all the time do you drink any of the red for the nighttime ever maybe try putting that in your routine kind of like a ritual i have so not that yeah that's a that's a good point especially now that fall is coming mm -hmm. a little bit cooler it'll be nice to have yeah if i have a, a nice warm cup of tea that'll be a good yeah to get you winding do. down mm -hmm. i know i don't have a microphone but i have a great kratom for sleep story what's up so I know you guys know I had COVID um, the mm -hmm. past two weeks. And so it started getting pretty bad on Sunday. And for the next two days, Monday and Tuesday, my body hurt so bad. Like my bone, I don't know if it was like my bones or my muscle. Like I don't know what was hurting, but my hips were hurting so bad when I was trying to just rest and go to sleep. And it, there was like shooting pain down my legs. So you guys hooked me up with Kratom and, um, I think I got, I got a bunch, a bunch of Kratom, but I took the midday 
and like just a the tea bag, just a the brewed tea, and or the um yeah just a tea bag. For the first time in two days, I could actually sleep. Like the pain just stopped in my hips and my lower body. And I don't know if that was from the COVID. I don't even know if that's a thing. I was, of course, Googling. And then you come up with all these crazy, you know, COVID. It's so hard, yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, most likely it's just your body is, yeah, trying to fight it off. And so it's producing all sorts of antibodies and white blood cells are attacking things. It's just just taxing your body. So it's got to be hard on the body right yeah oh it was so hard and then you're in pain you just want to sleep the pain away and you know and just finally I got the relief from the from the midday it was like I could cry I could cry (laughs) I felt like finally I can rest and sleep and just try to pretend I'm not hurting right now (laughs) it was good yes kratom kratom is definitely a miracle and when you get it it's it's so nice, like you said, to finally be able to sleep because yeah. that is such an important part for restoring the body, letting the mind rest. It's yeah. So what I'm hearing is midday is the it best one. <laughs> well, you know, I remember Sasha, Sasha was saying that she took that all through her pregnancy when she had... Midday? Pain. I think it was midday. Sunrise. She's a hardcore sunrise. Sunrise is like I, as much as I fight or not fight, I promote midday because it's my favorite. Sasha's sunrise, um, I'm assuming because her body's beat up from the, I forgot what kind of gymnastics she did, but the ribbon one, but her body's beat up from it, and um, it, we, when we were talking to my bestie in a tessie last week with her friend, she mentioned that she took it during her pregnancy because it helped with her body aches, so she didn't want to take anything else, and then she, as very Sasha of her, scheduled a C-section to have her baby because she needed like, structure. Um, post C-section, they gave her all kinds of stuff and she refused it and took sunrise for the pain and it helped her. And that helped her her also stop smoking. So sunrise has been like really, she's been loyal to sunrise. Sunrise has helped her a lot throughout her little time that she's been with us. I was digging through our medicine cabinets, like looking for, (laughs) I was looking for any kind of muscle relaxer pain medicine I'm like what do we have you know in the nooks and crannies that I'm not I haven't seen in a while and then I'm like wait why like kratom will do it well I'm such an idiot let's do the kratom it is very common to have kratom available know about it and still forget about it so easily yeah. and even yeah, I mean it's it's crazy I mean even there's times where I'm kind of in that same boat still where I'm kind of like just feeling sluggish and going through the day I'm like why don't I just take some kratom like oh yeah and just feel also being somebody that like if you're not used to taking it you don't know how well it works your pain is so severe at some points you're like there's no way something that's not a hard pharmaceutical is going to ease my pain like Mm. you just mentally can't see how you can get relief from kratom you know anything that's not like a muscle pain pain medicine so I don't know, but it works. I promise. If anybody's <laughs> listening. <laughs> I'm actually glad that you mentioned that because you're about to hit like, I think one year with us now, yeah. like in two months, I think. And I remember. That was much faster, by the way, as far as finally trying Kratom. It normally takes like a year and a half or two years. Really? <laughs> it's, it's a, it's somewhat common just because, I mean, since you don't have chronic pain yeah. it, and it takes a while for a condition to come up and then. Yeah, it's it's generally takes a little while for people to be introduced to Kratom. Not too long ago, you're like, hey, do you have Motrin or something? Because my head hurts. And I looked at you like, 
why would I have Motrin in the office? I literally have a warehouse of Kratom. <laughs> Try it. And you're like, oh, I don't know. I think uh, Kevin has some. I'll just take some of that. And I was like, well, one day when she's hurting really bad, yep. the last yeah, resort is Kratom. Uh-huh. And then now now I think she might be a midday user. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm glad that you finally have experienced it from because like you and i don't have the chronic pain so our thing is like we don't go right away what's an option that's going to give us something that is natural or pain relief ish we don't we don't suffer from that at least not yet so whenever customers always ask me what's good for pain i was like well i don't have chronic pain so i can't really tell you what would be best and i'm not a doctor anyways but this is what works for me and this is what other people say that helps them so i'm glad you had a good experience thank you so the CBD, you didn't like it after a while? Or you just didn't see the benefit from it? Um, I mean, I've tried CBD products specifically for sleep. And I have not found one that's really helped. And mm-hmm. also melatonin. I've tried melatonin quite a few times, which, again, that has not really seemed to provide a noticeable improvement. And, really? I've, not, and I've not seen any kind of difference on my aura ring from it. I mean, I'm still trying more forms of it i have some new sublingual cbd and melatonin that's supposed to help and mm. and also i think cbn is another cannabinoid that's supposed to be good for sleep but again yeah it's uh i'll see if i have any better data on it but still i'm not seeing too many results from it yet that's kind of like a, a game changer for me yet it's funny because we had um well it's not funny it's interesting you're saying that cbd is not really helping you because we had a customer come in like two weeks ago, maybe, and she's in the cannabis world and she's at a dispensary. And she's like, I'm here for something to sleep because I'm, I'm finding out that my CBD stuff and all that cannabis is not really helping me. And I tried Kratom, I tried it online, but I want to see what you have in store. Uh, and it's because you know how we have the yellow mellow, red is bad, green is go. She had something like that and I can't remember it now. But she had an acronym like that because she's like, what's the equivalent to this? I was like, I don't know about CBD or anything. Honestly, I've never really put my time into it because Kratom works for me. And um, she was like, no, no, Kratom has helped me, blah, blah, blah. And she's been back. So, I mean, Excellent. if somebody who sells it and is in that industry prefers Kratom over CBD, I don't know what to tell you. If you do have, I know one, I don't like to take melatonin. I don't like to take anything to sleep really, but I'll take Kratom because then I feel like I'm too groggy the next morning. But I have a funny story. My mom accidentally sprayed Joanna as my niece. She was doing her hair and she grabbed the lavender kids falling asleep spray. They used that on her because she was a little crazy at night. But she didn't realize it wasn't that. She thought it was hairspray. So she sprayed it in her hair and did her hair. And we went to my nephew's baseball game. And she's like, I don't know why Joanna's acting so weird. She's like falling asleep. Until we real until we like narrowed it down to the spray, she did her hair with the spray and it knocked her out really nicely. And she was relaxed, but I felt so bad. But that that spray really does work. Yeah, lavender is is very nice for relaxation in general, and so yeah, it definitely helps. Yes, her. and her and I don't know. I mean, she's probably gonna be two years old, and she's been having terrible twos for a while now. And I mean, if it worked for her, I'm sure like something like that for you, maybe spraying it on your pillow, something lavender, something like that might help. You're putting lavender in your tea also. That'd be kind of interesting. Mm, yes. Give um, it it's flavor. The, I'm not a fan of lavender flavor, though. I mean, so like the smell is acceptable for me, I guess. It's not a favorite smell of mine, but it does help me relax. So I, I do sometimes have like a, a lavender like essentially potpourri bag that kind of has that kind of effect or kind of a spray can be really nice. 
But yeah, but the flavor is a little bit too much for me, I've noticed. A so. lot of people take it in their coffee now, too. Lavender? Lavender milk. Yeah, they'll do like lavender matcha is a thing mm-hmm. that's going around right now. Really? Yeah. Interesting. All right. I'm going to have to look at the coffee shop that Bert recommended to me, so I recommend to you. They have a banana matcha latte. Sounds weird, but it's so good. Banana matcha. Interesting. Okay. Uh-huh. But then I realized how much sugar matcha has at Starbucks. I don't know if it has the same amount of sugar. It's like 34 grams of sugar with the cold, what is it? The cold foam? Yeah. That is one thing I've noticed. So if I if I drink alcohol at night, that r- destroys my sleep oh, as I far as good sleep. quality sleep. It's really bad. Alcohol. Even like two glasses of wine, I'll, I'll wake up without a doubt at 2 a.m. Really? And I can't go back to sleep. That's yeah. so interesting because a lot of times I've had two customers tell me that in order for them to sleep, they need to drink a shot of tequila. So they want the same effect <laughs> through Kratom. And I'm like, I can't give you that. But this may help you. Hazelnut. No, that one can't. I, think, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a complicated factor with humans. Just the any kind of routine or placebo, even mm-hmm. if it's counter to actual research or the actual chemicals, there are still some people that will have a benefit or perceived benefit from that routine and so that's why people can say oh this helped me fall asleep and like well it probably isn't but mentally if it helps them fall asleep and they think it's part of the routine then it can because humans are our mental ability and, and mind over matter is so strong that i'm sure people can do that but i would not assume that that is common for most people also have it in tradi- like a ritual exactly yeah the like, ritual the routine yeah. is the biggest part of sleep patterns yeah so wait what is it with the alcohol that you don't have good sleep is it the sugar in it or um i, I mean so so sh- second topic yes sugar is another part that i've noticed if i eat sugar towards the end of the evening that keeps me up and that's just i mean sugar is very similar to a stimulant in a lot of ways but the alcohol uh, I would have to look further into it, but I believe it's the body is starting to process the alcohol and break it down and excrete it through the liver and, and, and metabolize it so it can be excreted. And I think that process is very taxing on the body. So I think that's also why people who overconsume alcohol, it's very hard on the liver. It kind of starts to really affect the body in a negative way just because, I mean, essentially ethanol, the alcohol in, in drinks is... I mean, it really is a poison for the body in a lot of ways so that your body is taking it in and having to repair itself, having to do a lot of work just to counteract that direct effect of that ethanol. That'd be my assumption of why it causes so much struggle for the body, because now instead of the body focusing on just repairing the body of from the daily activity that we went through, now it's trying to focus immediately on the ethanol and removing that first then it doesn't have enough time. You don't just have enough sleep to then repair the body during the daytime or what was caused by the daytime. I know too, like a circadian rhythm is an important part. So typically digesting food can affect our circadian rhythm. So we have this, you know, we wake up, you feel energized, you want to get work done, progress done, and then the body kind of switches down into the down regulating cycle. But if we're always constantly consuming food, then the body is constantly trying to digest the food, which takes a certain amount of energy and processing. And that has been, I went to this talk maybe, I don't know, five or six years ago at this point, and it was very much looking at how much food consumption affects 
that circadian rhythm where the recommendation, and that's why people will talk about intermittent fasting or not eating, say, past a certain amount of time in the evening really helps with sleep. And I found that myself where if I don't eat, I don't know, past 6 or 7 p.m., then I sleep better than if I have a late dinner or a meal. For those who are listening, can you explain to them what the circadian rhythm is? Yeah, the circadian rhythm is the natural cycle that our body goes through as far as the wake cycle and then going down into the sleep cycle. And so that that pattern, that 24-hour pattern up and down. And they identified it, I believe it was fairly recently, like in, I want to say like 2012, they identified the mechanism. Yeah, very recent. recent. (laughs) I mean, we've we've known about it because we can see the effects of it. But in 2012, I think they found in, they used like a fly, like a common house flies or fruit flies, and found that the circadian rhythm was actually driven by like these certain molecules. And it's a chemical time clock where they extracted or reproduced the same chemicals that are in each of our cells that drive that mechanism. And they put these chemicals in a test tube and just essentially on its own, these chemicals would go through this 12-hour cycle and then they would change in a 12-hour cycle. And so it was just natural 24-hour up and down cycle back and forth just by these chemicals changing back and forth. And so it was a very interesting kind of organic mechanism of just a few chemicals that do that on its own. Super random question as you were talking about the alcohol. Is ethanol the same as ethyrol? Just because it's on the same? No? No. no. Yeah, I don't know. What is ethyrol? I think it's... Oh, you mean erythritol? uh, There you go. Yeah, okay. Uh, Erythritol is a sugar alcohol, Mm -hmm. which theoretically cannot be digested by the body. And so it doesn't Mm. produce any caloric intake. So our body cannot digest a sugar alcohol like glucose. So we, we digest sugars. It turns into glucose. And then our bodies can use glucose as energy. Uh, sugar alcohols do not have the same formula or chemical formula. So our body cannot get energy from it. But I think, I know I have some friends. So erythritol is commonly used as an artificial sweetener. Yeah. And in fact, yeah, you'll see it in a lot of products. Even a like, lot of keto products. Because when Bert was trying to A lot to keep, of keto products. And I would bring the information to Victor. And now I understand why. He was like, no, I would not eat anything with that in it. And I was like, why? And then he, very briefly, but he didn't say all that. Yeah, no, I mean, some of my friends, they have a very, they're very sensitive to erythritol. Where it gives them a headache. And there's, mm. and I think it's just because we haven't really evolved with it. And so it's kind of a semi-synthetic compound. Yeah. And it's just not really processed by the body. So even though it does, it's technically, you know, low calorie or zero calories, it does not mean that it's a zero effect on our body. I just thought of it because of what you mentioned on the alcohol. Very interesting. Yeah. But I, I, would, I would assume that, like to your point, erythritol and ethanol, there may be, there is probably some similarity in like the molecular formula because I've found that where the chemical names of compounds, they do use some kind of logic and structure. The base so, of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so there is some similarities to it or there might be portions that are similar on the chemical side of it. Then just one more question because we're going a little longer, but we've got a little sidetracked. Um, with the Aura Ring, mm. what did you find to be your sleeping pattern? Did you do a test of like when I don't, when you don't take Kratom versus when you do take Kratom? Because I know you guys like to do kinds of tests on yourselves like that. Were you able to do that? And were you able to see the difference? Clearly, I, at least. 
So Victor and our friend Michael Chap, who uh, is works at Aura for the last many years now, and he did a test. I know Michael did a test where he was having shoulder pain and he wasn't sleeping for days. And that was kind of the similar situation where he's known us for years doing Kratom. And this was kind of finally his uh, event that really pushed him into the edge of actually trying Kratom. So shoulder pain, wasn't sleeping, couldn't, just nothing was working. He tried all sorts of physical therapy. He had medications, nothing was good. He finally took Kratom. And on his aura ring, before taking Kratom, he had, uh, on the aura ring will also tell you when you've woken up at night. So light sleep, deep sleep, uh, REM sleep. And then there's like a little like jump all the way to the top, like a white bar will say like, oh, you were fully awake. And like kind of when people wake up in the middle of the night, but you're not really awake enough to know you're awake, Mm -hmm. but you don't feel like rest in the morning. And so with his shoulder pain, he was kind of waking up every hour, every two hours, a little blip of like white because his body was just so uncomfortable. He would toss and turn. And then when he took Kratom, he just had nice sleep, deep sleep, light sleep and REM sleep. And then he just woke up next. And then the next day, Michael forgot to take Kratom and he went right back into the every hour waking up again. He was like, oh my God. And so he sent us his little graph images of like, this is the day I took Kratom. And he was like, great sleep. This is the day I didn't take Kratom, not good sleep. And then he's like, and I went back to Kratom, great sleep. And so it was a very clear signal. And you guys were like, I told you so. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) So he's taking it more regularly now-ish? Um, I, I mean, that was, I don't think so. I think that was more of a, more like acute issue. Uh-huh. So once he was taking, he was able to take Kratom during that time. And then he had some other exercises. He was able to kind of actually, actually pick up his son, Makai again, because of that. So he was saying, you know, his pain was so bad. He wasn't How able to pick up his it? own child. Do you remember? I don't remember him I having don't any remember. kind of pain when we were together, but. He just hides it well. He just kind of pushes through and works super hard and really kind of pushes yeah. through. And he's also he's also one of those guys that really cherishes relationships and friendships and will really put out yes. good energy. And so he's always kind of in that, yeah, like making been... people happy. will always do anything for everyone. And so, yeah, he, he'll never tell you about what's going wrong yeah. or if there's anything. And so that's also part of it where we can't really help him too much. You know, like we didn't know how bad it was until I think his wife kind of told us. And then he was, I don't think it was like months. He was kind of going through this stuff. We were finally kind of like half forcing him like, here's Kratom, just take some, try it. So it's that kind of. Well, I'm glad he took some. Now he knows. That's all good information. I love it. (laughs) Good feedback from everybody. I guess we'll wrap up here. So thank you all for tuning in and getting some insight and understanding and listening to how we have our routine for sleeping and how Kratom can help us sleep in a more restorative and restful way. If you learned anything or enjoyed yourself, we would really appreciate it if you support by shopping at ethanaturals.com for all of your Kratom needs. Today's topic was brought to you by our consumers and questions. We really appreciate it. And if you have anything that you would like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us on our social media at ethanaturals or email us at podcast at ethanaturals.com. Until next time, I'm Alexander. And I'm Amanda. And as always, live live fully. fully.